Heavenly Father, Lord, as we go to your word, Lord, I know I've already asked you to, to speak to us today, so I echo that once more. Lord, I thank you that as I preach today, as I share what you put on my heart, Lord, I ask that your word not return void, but penetrate into our hearts and minds. Lord, that, that revelation knowledge, we leave here with revelation knowledge of, of your word, understanding who we are in Christ and the authority that we have. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody shout it out. Say amen. 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 Awesome. I want you to turn to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to put it on the screens so that you can follow along with it. I was actually um, talking with someone last night about the book of Revelation. And uh, I had this message on my heart for today. And in, in talking to them about Revelation and then studying it for myself, uh, I went back and read the part of Revelation that we were talking about. And uh, I'm going to read a snippet of the, that chapter. In doing that, I was like, you know, uh, this ties in perfectly with where I wanted to go today. I, w- I want to talk to you about overcoming in dark times. Overcoming in dark times. You know, there, there are times where things around you just seem dark. They, they seem ominous for whatever reason. Uh, we, we know what that is. And you might hear me say this phrase a lot. But I'm going to say it once more this morning. In the world we live in, you fight three primary things. You fight the world. The world we live in is a world full of sin because in the book of Genesis we read that God created man. And, and uh, I'm actually read part of what happened with uh, Satan. Satan came as a serpent, deceived the woman, and then the woman caused the man. They sinned, and when they sinned, it brought sin into the world. The world we live in has sin, it has detriment, it has uh, uh, destruction. All these things happen. Sometimes you're fighting the world. Then other times you're fighting you. You're, you're fighting your flesh. Your flesh, the Bible says, is at enmity with God. Your, your, your flesh wars against the spirit is the way it's described. Many of you can recognize that. You can recognize, man, sometimes I'm excited to do things for God, and then other times I don't feel like it. When I, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't worked out in a minute. It's been quite, <laughs> quite, a, quite a few years. I can't tell you the last time I genuinely worked out. I went running. Last year, 2021, I thought, man, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. I ran for about... Five days, the first five days of January, took a break, ran another day, and that was it. That's all I ran in 2021. I just, it phased out, man. I just, I, I, I've got to, to get better at working out. But you know what's amazing is, uh, in, in the same way that I don't feel like working out, that's kind of what happens spiritually to us. Is, is I'm, I, in my mind, I'm like, man, I want to work out. I want to go work out. I want to I get fit. I want to lose some weight, whatever it is. But then you don't do it because your flesh says, No. I like donuts. That's your flesh. That's your flesh. So you fight the world. Uh, you fight your flesh. And when I say flesh, I also would include with that, uh, um, or, or as a part of that, or a sublet of that, your, your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. We fight those things. But then, um, the third thing, which I want to deal with today, is the devil. So, let me just say it real quickly. We fight the world, the flesh, and the devil. 
Those are the things we fight as believers, as Christians. When you're in the world, meaning that you're not serving God, if you're not serving God, you're not really worried about fighting those things. When, when something happens, you just, you just kind of roll with it, whatever. It is what it is. But when you're fighting uh, or when you're a believer, you realize that, that there are things that happen that come against you. Dark times. And in these dark times, we need to know how to overcome them. Specifically, all of those things are the root of the devil. So that's why we, we end cap it with the devil, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Because the sin that you have in your flesh, the reason you're fighting against your flesh is because of the devil. And the, the, the problems with the world are because of the devil. That's, that's where it comes from, ultimately. But we also have to recognize that, 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 again, the world, things are in motion in the world. Storms happen. I mean, the, 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 here's what you've got to realize about the devil. He's in one place. He's not omnipresent like God. He's not, we're, I'm going to show you in a second, and I hope that it, it, it amazes you a little bit, of, of actually how limited the devil is. He's actually very limited. He's very limited. Now, we, 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 uh, we, we deal with things that he's instigated. The world we live in, we're dealing with things, this, like sickness that's in the world. COVID that we just, that we're still, the world is still dealing with, but obviously not like we were, um, you know, in 2020, thank God. But where did that come from? Because sickness is in the world. Where did that come from? The devil. John 10, 10 tells us that the thief, the devil comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. The second half of that verse says, I, Jesus, I came that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. Jesus came to combat what the devil does. He came to go against what the devil does. He's not in partnership with the devil. He doesn't, doesn't you know, uh, um, you know hey, uh, listen, um, I'm dealing with so-and-so down there. Can you go beat him up a little bit? That doesn't happen. That's not my message today, but I want to just set it up for you to understand the devil is bad. God good, devil bad. All right? Everybody, I know, I've already said I'm not going to have you repeat a whole bunch of stuff, but I think you need to say that, all right? Just to, just to get us going to our next uh, point here. Say, God good, God devil, bad. devil bad. In Revelation 20, I want, you, I want to start with today, I want you to understand where the devil ends up. I want you to understand the end game. I want you to understand what the result of the devil, the, the, eh, listen, Prophecy after prophecy after prophecy in God's written word has already come to pass, which, which tells us by faith, whatever hasn't come to pass will. That's why you hear people say things like, Jesus is coming back soon. Act accordingly. Why are they saying that? Because it's prophesied that Jesus will return, that the, there, there will be what's called the rapture. There, there will be an end time taking up of the church. The church will, will be, be caught up in heaven. The church is those who have called on the name of the Lord, who are living and serving for God, who have Jesus in their heart, have the Holy Spirit residing in them. That is the church. Not necessarily the church, this building. This is a local gathering of the church, but the global church will be caught up with Jesus. That's been prophesied. We know that will happen. What else will happen? Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. This is after the thousand-year millennial reign, which is part of what happens after the rapture. I don't have time to preach on Revelation today. That'll take 10 to 12 weeks. All right. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. Right before this, if you were to read it, you'll see that Satan was bound up uh, in a prison 
uh, during that time. He will be released. He will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Now, before I continue on, what's happening? All right. This is a, a vision that John had. On the, on, uh, he, was, he was trapped on an island. He had this vision. He's seeing the end of the earth, the end of times. He's seeing it. God showed it to him, revealed it to him so that he could write it down and let us know what to expect. And so he's writing down. He's seeing the devil try to get his armies, get everybody that, that he can, and, and bring them to combat against God's people that are still on the earth, okay? Watch what happens. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Now, when John's writing this, he's writing it in past tense because he saw a vision. But this is a future revelation. That's why the book is called Revelation. Are you tracking with me? This is a future vision of what's about to happen. Now, not my whole message today is not going to be super deep like this, but I want you to understand, John is telling us what's going to happen. So you could say it this way, the devil who is going to deceive them will be cast at this moment, he will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's the end game of the devil. The being that you allow to torment and trouble you ends up in the lake of fire forever and ever. Why can't that happen right now? Because God made a deal with man. He put man on this earth. He made man the God of this earth. When Adam, in the book of Romans, the Bible talks about the first Adam and the second Adam. The first Adam was the one you read about in Genesis. All right? Adam. Adam and Eve. Why is there the first Adam and the second Adam? Because both of them have God the Father as their dad. There was no, no one birthed Adam. God made Adam. Mary birthed Jesus because he had to be part man, but he had no, she was a virgin. She was a virgin. The seed, the Bible tells us, was God, the Holy Spirit. Are you tracking with me? First Adam, second Adam. What did the first Adam do? First Adam in Genesis uh, allowed sin into the world. The second Adam, Jesus, came and made things right. By dying on the cross, by shedding his blood for us, made it right. Our job between now and the end of times is to tell as many people about that, to get as many people saved and back, to help them understand. That's why Jesus called us the hands and feet. He came and did what he did so that we can go and do what we're called to do. Can you say amen? That's our job. And part of that job is that you understand the authority you have over the devil. That you understand, I don't have to allow him to, to, to beat me up. He is a defeated foe. He's already defeated. As a matter of fact, this is a, a, a revelation again of the end times. But if you were to study what happened when Jesus was dead for three days, earthly dead, he went down, the Bible describes he went down to the depths of hell and he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He overcame. So Satan is defeated. The New Testament describes Satan as under your feet. He's under your feet. 
He's not, uh, uh, no, I mean, yes, he, he is a, a real. The Bible's clear. We, we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. What are principalities and powers? Things uh, uh, from the devil, principalities, power, spiritual, things that, we, there's a real spirit world. And some things you're dealing with are spiritual, are spiritual. You need to recognize the authority you have in you and know how to combat them. And number one, you need to know, hey, I don't, I don't have to allow this. I'm not supposed to allow this. I'm dealing with someone who's already defeated and who will end up being eternally defeated. When Jesus comes back, takes his church, reigns on this earth for a thousand years, millennial reign. After that's done, he's done. And, and for anyone that believes that, that, that uh, uh, well, you know, um, the, the devil's here, and, you know, when, when sickness and stuff comes, that's, that's because God's trying to teach us. Well, then why, during the millennial reign, as I just read you, when Satan's bound up in the pits of hell for that period, or in a prison, like a hell-like prison, when he's there, why is all sickness and disease gone? All anxiety and depression, gone. There's no mental illness in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no anxiety in heaven. It's gone. It's not there. Because God's good, devil's bad. And you have the capacity in you as a believer. You have, and I'm going to give you at the end of this, um, four practical things you can do to help overcome in dark times. But it, it, it won't work if you don't first understand that as I exercise these things, listen, I have the authority to do them. You don't have to have the power. I mean, uh, uh, when we were on campus at Coastal Carolina, there were all these little mall cop looking dudes. Security, campus security. And they would come around, you know, I'm glad they were there because we had our, our kids were there. I'm glad they were there. So I'm not making fun of the fact that they were there, but they, they felt very highly of themselves. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever dealt with like campus police or like mall cops or whatever? Well, why? Because they've been given authority by that entity that you're in, and you're subjugated under that authority. They, have, they may not have the power. They may be a scrawny little dude, but they have the authority. And, then, and of course, just look at our, our, our um, uh, judicial system, police system, all those things. What, what, same, they don't have the power to walk out and stop a car physically, but they have the badge on, they have the outfit, they have, you, you know, clearly designated, hey, I am going to direct this traffic right now, and this red light is not working. They can walk out in the middle of that non-working intersection and direct that traffic because they have the authority to do so. If you or I were trying to do that, we would, we would be reprimanded or, or, or charged with something or possibly, I don't, I don't know if they'd put you in jail or not, but they wouldn't like it. I don't have the authority to go out and direct traffic. But a police officer does. There's a difference between authority and power. And Jesus told his disciples, I give you the authority to tread on serpents. I give you authority. I give you authority. You know what? I'll tell you what. I, let's, let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that. Because I think it would be important for you to, uh, to, to see that. Uh, turn to, to the book of Mark. I want you to look at this. Actually, Luke, uh, Luke 10, 19. Luke 10, 19. This is Jesus talking, and he says, I have given you authority 
to trample on snakes and scorpions and to, to overcome all the power of who? The enemy. Nothing will harm you. When you serve Jesus, you need to have a nothing will harm me mentality. You need to have a, a, I don't care what the devil throws at me. The Bible says, no weapon formed against me will prosper. That means that weapons will be formed. That means the devil will try things, but they will not prosper. In order for me to overcome in dark times, the first thing I have to understand is the devil's under my feet. He's a defeated foe. Jesus came to this earth. Part of what he came to this earth to do was to give us, not just the few he was talking to then, but to give his church, his bride, the people who serve him. He said, after me, you'll do greater works than me if you just believe in me and use my name. And he said, I give you authority to tread on serpents. I give you authority over all, man, I love that. Woo! All the power of the enemy. All the power. What does all mean? Is all all or just a little bit? All the power of the enemy. All of it. Whatever. His tactics. What, what, what does he got? What, what does the devil have on you? I mean, really, what does he have on you? That's right, nothing. And that's the attitude you've got to have. Nothing. And, when, and, when, and see, the, the beautiful thing about what I'm teaching you today is after you have this revelation, when you go throughout your day, when you go throughout your life, you'll, you'll begin to become better at recognizing it. It'll become obvious to you. You're like, you're like man, I, uh, I see what he's trying to do. And once you see the devil trying to do something, Maybe mess with your health. Then you know what's in God's word. I mean, Old Testament, New Testament. I can give you scripture after scripture that God wants you healed, whole, and healthy. I already gave you John 10.10, which is the foundation of that. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. The Bible says that, that, well, look. It says in those times, in the the millennial, that that there will not be babies who die soon. It actually says they won't die after a few days. That's why I get frustrated when a a preacher will will get up at a funeral and say, oh, well, God needed another flower in heaven. No, the devil took that baby. Not God. Took. I mean, I I can't even fathom. I can't even imagine that. Anybody who's gone through that, I hope you hear me today. God loves you. He loves that little child. If that's you today and you've lost someone, lost someone too early or something like that, that the devil did that. The devil did that. God loves you, loves them, and that was not his hope or desire to put you through that or to put your family through that or to put someone you know through that. That was not his hope and desire. I, 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 can't, I, I cannot find that in Scripture. I cannot find that. What I find is, is that God doesn't want that. He wants you to recognize the authority you have. He wants nothing to harm you. He wants you to go through life. When a challenge arises, you punch it in the face. Well, that's, we're supposed to turn the other cheek, not to the devil. Not to the devil. Find it. The reason the Bible even says to turn the other cheek is to, to, to exercise the, the, the Jesus in you and to give the person who's, who's combating you an opportunity to turn their life over to the Lord. That's why you're supposed to turn the other cheek. But I've only got four of them. And after I turn all four, that was a joke. See, I get too serious and y'all, 
understand what I'm saying, though. I don't have to turn. I don't have to let the devil beat me up. I'm not the devil's punching bag. The Bible tells me that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I am who he says I am. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am kept. I am not a punching bag. And so when dark times come, you've got to know how to, how to combat them. You've got to know how to overcome them. Luke 10, 19 tells us, I've given you authority. I've given you. I have given you. Now that one is past tense. In other words, what he gave then applies to us today. Look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. So we looked at Revelation 20. We saw where the devil ends up. Now look at Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The first thing the devil will do to you. This is one of the ways you can recognize his tactics, is he starts with doubt and unbelief. He, look at what he did. He manipulated the word of God. He did the same thing to Jesus, by the way, when Jesus was on the earth. But for sake of sticking with the scripture I have on the screens and that you've already turned to, what did he do to the woman? What did he do to eat? He twisted God's word. God said, you shall eat of all the fruit of the garden except for this one. God always reserves something for himself. That's why he has the tithe. That's why he wants the first fruits. That's why he wants the first part of you. That's why he wants the first part of your week. That's why I'm so glad you're here today, because by giving God the first part of your week and saying, you know what, my week starts on Sunday, I'm starting it in the house of God. I don't care if I feel like it or not, I'm going to go worship, I'm going to go be in the house. What does that do? You're giving God your first. And so that's what he told them. You can have everything. All of this is yours. the, The dominion is yours. Save me that tree. Don't eat of that one. Don't eat of that one. What did he do? Has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree? That's not what he said. You shall not eat of every tree. No, there was one stupid devil. There was one. Now he went to the woman. Deceived her. She deceived the man. I, 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 you know, when, 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 Jesus, when God came down, he dealt, with, he dealt with the man. Look at what happened. I only pulled the, the, first, chapter, the first verse in my, in my notes on my iPad. But let's look at Genesis 3. Look at it. Let's, read, let's keep going. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. So she, she uh, uh, told him the truth. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said, well, that's a lie. The devil is the father of lies. The father of lies. I told someone recently, and I think this is the best way I know how to explain it. Sickness, disease, things like anxiety and depression, those are lies from the devil. Anxiety is a lie from the devil. You know why? Because anxiety is based on a false pretense of something that may or may not happen. It hasn't even happened yet, and you feel like it's about to happen. Some people are anxious and don't even know why they're anxious. They don't even know what they're anxious about. They can't even explain why. I, 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 it's hard for me to fathom that, but I recognize that it's real. Let me just say that. I recognize that it's a real thing that real people deal with. I recognize that. But it's a lie from the devil. 
He, the Bible describes the devil as the father of lies. He, he, he wants you to live in a lie. God's not good. God's not, God doesn't love you. You're not good enough. That's why you have to study God's word. That's why you have to know God's word because you, you know, no, that's not what the, the Bible actually says. He knows every hair on my head. He knows everything that's going on with me. The devil does not, by the way. He, he's so puny. I could read you another scripture um, talking about the end times. Um, it's an a, a Old Testament prophecy about the end times in, um, in Isaiah. And it says this. It says that when, when we, uh, the church, when the church sees the devil at the end times and sees the one, that the church will say, this is the one? This is the one that turned, this is the one that disrupted nations? That guy? See, Hollywood treats it like, like he's this big, bad, you know, and they always have the, the, uh, the priest come in and <laughs> scared. I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Hey, listen, if y'all know someone you think is demon possessed, bring them here and I'll cast it out. I'm not scared. I'm not scared one bit. Y'all might be, you know, might freak a few people out, but you'll be okay. You'll get over it. Y'all just make sure you're prayed up and full of the Holy Spirit so it don't go on you. <laughs> I'm serious, though. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm making fun on the back end to try to, you know, make sure, you know, you're not, you know, whatever about it. But listen, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I'm not, I am not, I ain't scared. I'm not, I'm not scared. Because I understand who I am. I understand what Jesus did for me. I understand the authority he gave me. And if I don't take a stand against it, then who will? Then who will? Who will? I, I mean, you have to take a stand against these things. All right. Satan is a defeated foe. Satan works through doubt and unbelief. And the first thing he does is plant doubt and plant lies. And the lies are to create doubt. Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it's impossible to please God. What is faith? It's believing in something you cannot see. The devil wants to deter, detract, steal your faith. And he uses all these things that I've mentioned. I've mentioned a bunch already. You can interject whatever one you want. He uses those things. Those are his methods to detract your faith, to subtract your faith. Let me say it this way, to subtract the word of God, which is the foundation of your faith. If he can discount the word of God, if he can have you believe something that's not true, then your faith is now founded on something that's not true, or you have no faith, one of the two. Without faith, in him, the rest of that verse, you just had it up there. Can you leave it up? Hebrews 6, 11, 6. I'll read it. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Why? For he, that's talking about us, who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's hard to do that if you think God is the one causing you affliction. If you think God's the one causing you harm and pain. That's, that's the devil. I'm trying to tell you today that's the devil. And you need to know, number one, it's him. Number two, you can combat it. You have the authority to overcome it. And number three, you can. You can. Like there's not something special 
you know, when, when Jesus uh, talked talk to them, he said, uh, when he talked to the uh, New Age believers right before he went up in heaven, he said, those that call on my name will do greater works than me. They'll cast out devils. That's what he said. He said the, he, he, he didn't say um, pastors or prophets. Those that call on my name, those that believe in me, greater works than they do. They will cast out devils. Why would he tell them that they could do that if they couldn't do it? Now, this is not a whole, like, demonology class this morning. That's really not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to help you understand that that is a real thing, that it is something that you fight, and that the great news is, the best part of the story, you have authority. You, you have inside of you the Spirit of God, and the Bible says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Well, who's in the world? Who's in the world? The devil. Greater is he in you than he that's in the world. That means that you should walk around like you've got the armor of God that God tells us to put on. When you put on that armor of God, you're unstoppable. Read Ephesians. Read, read, the, read the armor of God. It's actually pretty simple to wear that every day. To wear the word, to, wear, to, to carry around the belt of truth, to, to carry around the helmet of salvation, to, to carry around the, the, the word of God, which is your sword, the shield of faith. Think about how that works. Shield of faith stops what the devil's trying to do, shield. The word of God punches him in the face. I mean, whatever a sword does. I didn't want to be too graphic. But whatever a sword does, that's your weapon. What did Jesus do? It only took three times for him to say, it's written. It's written. It's written. Satan came right after he was baptized in the Jordan River. Jesus was fasting. Satan came to what? To tempt him. To test him. Hey, are you really who you say you are? Why did Satan do that? Because he can't see. He knows the future because he can read. He knows the future because he's heard prophecies. He knows, but he, he's, not, uh, he's not like God. He is not God's counterpart of, of evil in the same way. He's not like of the same makeup of God. As a matter of fact, I believe it's Ezekiel that says he's a created being. He was created. So how does he get his job done? When, uh, uh, when, when the Bible describes him coming out, it says that his tail wrapped a third of the stars, talking about angels, wrapped around third of the stars and brought them to earth. So that's where we get demons, principalities, powers. Here's the best part. Ready? You are greater than all of that. Not because you're special, but because the one in you is. You can over, you can literally walk around on this earth with the same dominion. The second Adam came to set your story right. To set your path right. To to set you back on the path to say, I don't have to allow those things in my life. I don't have to allow the devil to run rampant in my life. I don't have to allow sickness and disease. I don't have to have mental illness. I don't have to have anxiety. I don't have to have depression. But there's a part of you that has to rise up and say, that's me. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do I I am going to be what God called me to be. Number one, use the name of Jesus. Use and exercise the name of Jesus. 
Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. This is describing Jesus to us. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. What did God do? He took Jesus and exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name. The name above every name. Any, anything that's named in this earth, anything that's named, if, it's, if it has a name, it's, what's the uh, uh, term? Not less superior. How do you say it's less superior? The name of Jesus is superior to any name. Inferior, inferior thank you. It just lost me. Gone. Because I've been at camp all week with these teenagers. For anybody that knows what this is, they taught me how to do the gritty. And I, and I, and I quote unquote, was it hit the gritty? Is that right? On Thursday night. So I think it did something to me. I don't know what happened. I like, like lost it, you know. Then I'm losing words like inferior. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> inferior. Inferior to the name of Jesus. Any name. Sickness. Cancer. COVID. Inferior. If it has a name, inferior, including the devil, inferior. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and gave him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. I don't have time to do a, a, a full teaching on the name of Jesus. But I want to read something to you. In John 16, 23 and 24. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. When you ask God for something in Jesus' name, it is a stamp of approval. If you were to take a letter right now, put, it in, uh, uh, put something in it, seal it up. You say you were mailing a check or something important. It was very valuable to you. You were sending something to family, money, resources, whatever. You go to UPS and, and you, you, you're like, hey, I want to drop off this package, but you don't put a stamp on it or you don't pay the freight at UPS. What happens? That package sits there. It goes nowhere. It'll sit in that mailbox. The, 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 uh, you, the postal service person will drive by and put the flag back down. No postage, no sending. But when you use the name of Jesus and take the word of God in you and send it, it's like the slingshot David used. Because it had anointing with it. When he grabbed that slingshot and he grabbed that, he grabbed five rocks. I'm not really sure why because he only needed one. And when he took them and he put the anointing on it and he sent it, that's what the name of Jesus does. And you wonder, man, what, what, why am I just, I just feel like I'm just constantly, I can't get out of it. If you just, if you just, just right now, everybody just do this. The Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So I'm going to ask you to put your hands right here. Put your hands right here. That's where your spirit's on the inside of you. You are a spirit. You have a body. 
you have a soul and you live in a body, but your spirit's on the inside. Just say Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name, I'm healthy. In Jesus' name, I'm whole. In Jesus' name, I'm free. In Jesus' name, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus. Now tell me who in here still feels bad. What happens? It's not me. It's not me. I'm just a preacher. It's the name of Jesus. It puts some, it's like when your grandma used to say when she was cooking food, she put her foot in it. What she meant, she put some extra love on it. When she's making something and it's just extra good, and you go, man, how's that food that, that good? I'll take the same recipe, I can't make it that good. Because Jesus takes what you're doing and he'll make it good. Use the name of Jesus. And don't use it lightly. Don't just, well, just well, I'm praying today in Jesus' name. No, use it. I'm not saying you have to yell like me. Maybe you don't get all amped up like I get. But use it like with authority. Like, you, like I have, if, if someone tells you, you know, you can go and do this, and they'll say, just tell them I sent you. That happened to me this week at camp. I, 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 we had to go and do something, and we didn't really have authority to, to, or to do it. And so the lady that's the main point person for Summer Surge, she said, tell them Lauren sent you. Because she was the stamp of approval to say, let them in that room. Now, if I had gone and just said, hey, I'm supposed to get in there. And they were real strict at that campus, man. They didn't let you do anything you weren't supposed to do. We call, I, I left an iPad in a room in public safety. I had to call them. It was like 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm trying to get my iPad back. And uh, they're like, uh, who are you? I had to tell them all this stuff and tell them all this, verify all this. And then finally they said, okay, yeah, I, I see here where you can get in there. They were really strict. And so when I went, they said, tell them, she said, tell them Lauren sent you. I got in because Lauren sent me. And when you exercise, I mean, again, just use it like you mean it. Don't throw around the name. That's why, you know, the world we live in, that's the name they want. You can say God, and they don't get that offended. They don't get that bothered because God means a lot of things to different people. It can mean Buddha, or it can mean Allah, or it can mean different stuff. But when you use Jesus, people start getting disrupted. They're like, wait a second now. Hold up. Hold up now. Because there's something about the name Jesus that puts a stamp on it. That puts some mojo with it. That says, man, this is, this is legit. The name of Jesus. Man, it, it makes a difference. It, makes, it brings power with it. Not your power, his power. You've asked nothing in my name, but in that day, ask in my name. Whatever you ask, he will give it to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. There's joy attached. See, anybody that, that's why I get so mad when I see people depressed and upset and anxious. Because that's not joy. That's not Bible. That's not what God wants for you. That your joy may be full. He wants you to walk, man, in, in it's not just happiness, but in joy. Man, even when, even when I'm facing something, I'm, I'm like, man, you know what? I mean, this week, this week was hard. This week was hard. There was a lot, a lot going on, little sleep. 
I, 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 this, I'm not saying this to boast, but as an example to you, I took a day and fasted during camp, during heat and exhaustion, all that stuff. Why? Because I want to make sure I kept my flesh under and that I kept in a state of joy. That if I'm going to minister to these kids, that I've got to stay in that state. There's things that we do. And Jesus, using the name of Jesus is where you start. Mark 16. He, he told us what to do. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. This is Mark 16, verses 15 through 18. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow who? Those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. I quoted it earlier. Now you can see it for yourself. Chapter and verse. I'm not making this stuff up. Jesus said, those who believe in me. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. So you got to have the name of Jesus on it. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, so then after that, the Lord had spoken to them. He was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. What signs? The signs he just mentioned. John 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh, became Jesus and dwelt among them. When you use the name of Jesus, you're using his word. You're using his word. What does the name mean to the Father, to the church, and to Satan? To the Father, it must mean more than our hearts or minds will ever grasp. The name of Jesus, how much does it mean? We can suggest a little of the wealth that the Father has stored in that name. First, he inherited a more excellent name than any of the angels as the first begotten son. Second, God gave to Jesus a name above every name, I just read you that, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Third, by his conquest over sin, Satan, disease and death, hell and the grave, Jesus acquired a name that's above all of that. That's how much the name of Jesus means to God. That's why when you use it, it carries deliverance. Again, if you just say it religiously or just out of, you know, Whatever, out of like, you know, a, a, a religious exercise, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that it has to be coupled with faith. It says those who believe. You have to believe that that name, when I say this, when I say the name of Jesus, I actually expect that demon to come out. And again, not everything's about demons, but so let me just use a different example. When I say, when I speak to a situation, a Mark 11 tells us to, to say to the mountain, be removed. There are times where you have a mountain in your life. It, it, may not, it may not be there. You know, mountains come because of the way the world develops. The mountain in your life may not be there. Like I said, indirectly it may be there from Satan, but it may not be Satan. He can't be everywhere at once. He's not messing with you every day. It may just be a mountain in your life. But Mark 11 tells us to speak to the mountain. How, does it, how do we speak? By faith. Believe in your heart, do not doubt in your heart. So when you exercise the name of Jesus, that's what you do. You believe. You believe. And you exercise the authority God gave you. Amen?
Number two, with the name of Jesus, number two, use the word of God. Hebrews 4.12, I read this last week. If you were here, I read it when I was in Florence. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You have to speak it and you have to believe it. And when you do, then you'll believe it and speak it. I'm going to say that again. I hope you'll get it. If you'll speak the word of God, Romans 10 says that hearing the word of God builds faith. So when you speak the word of God, you'll believe it. When you, you, meet, you, you hearing me today, you're, you're believing it. When that happens, then believe it and speak it. Use it is what I'm trying to tell you. Use it. A- exercise. Use it. Use the word of God. One of the most effective things you can do is what Jesus did. See, he knew he was the word, so he knew it. When Satan tempted him, the Bible says he came to tempt him. Let me give you another scripture. The Bible says the devil comes to tempt or test your faith. Not you, your faith. Your faith. New Testament scripture tells us that God, that we're not to say that God's tempting us because God can't tempt anyone. Our faith is tempted or, or tested by the devil. Do you really believe that you can't eat any of these trees? And she said, no, actually, I believe what God said. And then he questioned her one more time, and that's where she wavered. Yeah, but you're not going to die. You're not going to die. What has God told you that Satan's come in and stolen? Come back to the word. God told you to do this or do that, or God gave you a a word or a dream or a vision. And the devil twisted it and ripped it out of your life. Pastor, I don't know how I can get that back. I do. The name of Jesus and the word of God. The Bible says, let me give you a scripture to help you. He'll redeem the time. This is coming up out of my heart. I'm sorry I don't have chapter and verse, but I'll look it up afterwards and I'll give it to you. It's a verse. It's in the Bible. God will redeem the time. He'll redeem the time. He'll make up the time that the devil stole. He'll redeem it. He'll give you back that which you lost. He'll he'll put you back. You know what you have to do? God, I'm sorry I doubted you. Repentance, one of the best ways to describe repentance is going back to where you missed it. Let's go right back to where you missed it. I, if I missed it here, you go, well, Pastor, that was years ago. I don't care, and God doesn't either. Go back to where you missed it. I'm not saying you have to move again or whatever. Just go back in your heart to the place where I missed it and say, God, I blew it here. I'm, 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 Lord, forgive me for that. I'm starting new. God, I'm, 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 I'm trusting you in, in, in this thing, whatever it is. Number two, use the word of God. Number three, I'm, actually, I'm going to read this verse first because three and four go together. James chapter four, verse seven. There you go. Ephesians, hey, look at that. Look at that media team. Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Ephesians 5, 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. All right. 
I'm going to keep going because i got to wrap this up. James 4.7. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. James 4.7 says this. James 4.7. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He'll flee from you. How does he flee? Where does he go? What is it, what, 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 why, does he have, why does he have to listen to you? Because of the authority in you. I, I have a, a belief that, that, that makes sense to me. I wouldn't make a doctrine out of it, but it makes sense to me. That through all that I understand of the Word of God, how, how, what, what, you know, the Bible says that Lucifer, Satan, uh, was, was a minstrel. He, he, he helped uh, um, oversee you know, the music and the, the whatever in heaven. He, that's what he did. He was a minstrel. He, he played music. He basically led praise and worship. He's a worship leader. But he was, and he also, Bob also says he was made beautiful. He was made, he was, he was, he was good looking. And that he, 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 it went to his head, so to speak, and he determined, I'm going to rise higher than God. At that moment was when God cast him out of heaven. Now, when he did, my, 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 my understanding is that what God created in us and what Jesus fulfilled, the ability for us to have a relationship with God is what the devil can't have. And although he's going to be defeated, and although he's going to end up where he's going to end up, his goal is to take as many with him as possible to the pits of hell. To stick it to God. That's just, that's, that's my personal opinion. I'm determined, me personally, I'm determined to stop him as best as I can. And I believe God sent me here and put uh, uh, connected me with a man of God and with Family Worship Center to be a part of what all of our churches are doing collectively to stop the devil. I believe this church is just getting started. I just get started on what we're going to do and all the things that we're going to do, how we're going to reach. I've got, y'all just strap in and get ready for the rest of this year. I'm just telling you, if you're a part of this church and you're, 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 you're a part of a of, of, of family worship center, uh, uh, Columbia, and you're a part of, hey, this is your, your home, strap in and get ready. We're, gonna, we're, about, we're about to reach out into this city. I'm about to, do, to try to do things and put, put us in position to, to, to reach people that God's called us to reach. And it's not to be, you know, like I have some, you know, self-serving thing that I've got to be. I'm over all that. I've, I've sat in this very room and preached to nobody. I don't, it's not about my ego. I don't care if anyone knows my name. And you know it better than anybody. You've been here since, what, like day three? And he's watched me do it. I'm over, I'm over, I will, I will not lie. I came here with a, a, a little bit of, of that in me, the cockiness, you know, I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to be a big name and all that. I could care less about my name. I care about his. And I believe God will bless what we're doing because of that. Here's what I'm trying to tell you to do. That when, 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 when we, when I'm, when the church is pushing in this way, I know what's going to happen. The devil wants to disrupt it. And he's telling us here in James 4, 7 to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Amen. He'll flee from you. How do you do that? The first part of it. So three and four go together. Submit to the Lord. Three. Four, resist the devil. Submit. Submit. Submit who you are and what you are to the Lord. Submit to God and resist the devil. What happens? He will flee from you. 
Brother Darrell, you can come up. I'm wrapping up. He will flee from you. The agenda of this world makes me kind of sick because everything is, you know, I, I, I am an addict. I identify as this. I am such and such. It's all of a, if they can get you to, to make an excuse of, 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 of all that, then you, you know what I mean? Like, like if, I can, if I can come to an, a realization of, 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 man, well, you know, this is just who I am. No. No. Who, who you are in Christ is who you are. And the New Testament tells us that when you made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you became a new creature, a new creation on the inside. So regardless of what your flesh wants to do or desires to be or what a doctor has labeled you to be or friends or whoever or your socioeconomic status, all those things, that's not who you are. That, that is not who you are. Ephesians chapter 4, 26 and 7 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Don't give a place. Don't, don't give him any real estate. One translation says don't give him a foothold. When you're climbing a mountain, what do you need? You need a foothold. You ever done rock climbing or anything like that? That, that? You can grab stuff with your hands, but if you don't get your foot on something, you can't keep going higher. And the devil will climb and climb and climb and climb his way into your life because you keep giving him footholds. But if you resist him, what does that mean? When you submit to the Lord, the Lord will tell you, hey, I need you to, if, you, if you'll stop doing this, it'll bless your life. What's that? It's a foothold. So you submit to God and he'll say, hey, I'm going to take care of this foothold. Let's get this foothold out of the way because it's allowing the devil into your life. And when he gets into your life, he's going to disrupt you. He's going to try to steal the word of God, which will deter your faith. And when you lose faith, you're toast. Why? Why are you toast? Because the Bible tells us the, the shield of faith quenches or stops the fiery darts. Without faith, without the word of God, if it's a foundational point in your life, there's, that's why, listen, if someone's pushing, well, I just don't understand why they want me in church, and they, they want me in church all the time, and I watch online, really, how much do you watch? I mean, really. But when you, when you come in church, and you actually sit here, and you actually receive, and you get your notepad out, and, you, and I understand, there are, I'm thankful for online, don't get me wrong, I'm thankful. We have plenty of people who can't, literally, physically can't be here, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for t- technology. But I'm saying, if you're going to do that, then take it like you are sitting in here, and like you are in person, and I'm going to watch it every week, and I'm going to do if that. If that's all you can do, then do that. That's great. But, but why, why do we push for that? Because the Word of God builds faith in you, and hearing it builds faith in you so that I'm not going to give a foothold to the devil. I'm, I'm not giving him. And if I resist the devil, he'll flee from me. So how do you resist? Back to one and two. The name of Jesus and the word of God. You exercise. So I'm going to submit and I'm going to resist. How, how long do I have to resist? It took Jesus three times. That's a, that's a testament to me. Because sometimes I'll get, I'll get frustrated when I, feel, when I can really, I, there's, there's been, even just this year. I started off this year strong, and then I felt like there were just just several things that, that, I mean, I know were demonic. They're just just unnecessary stuff. 
but I resisted. The Lord gave me a word at the beginning of this year, told me what this year was going to be, told me what to expect, and I'm standing on that. If I allow the devil to come in and throw some junk at me and me fall for it, foothold. Foothold. As I told the youth on Thursday night, we're too valuable. There's too much value in what God's called us to do and what we're supposed to do and where we're going and who we are. Too much value. Too much value. We got stuff to do. We got places to go. We got people to reach. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't don't allow him to disrupt and deter, detract. And listen, this this is, this is, let me, let me end on, on, actually, I'm, I am going to hold my Bible for a minute. Because I don't want you to leave here like, man, I've just, I've just let the devil beat me up. Not anymore. I want you just to say that. Say, not anymore. Not anymore. Don't, not one of you leave here down. If you're watching online, don't leave here dejected and, and sad and, 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 and whatever. Don't leave here like that. Don't get off the broadcast feeling like you're not good enough. And oh, well, well, that just, you know, man, I just realized how much the devil's been beating me up. That, that's actually a good thing because once you realize it, now you can fix it. Now you can, now you can resist it. That now you, and, and, and everything to do it is in the word. So, so I, want you, I want you to, actually, I did write some stuff down, I think. Yeah, right here. I think we already said some of these, but we're going to say them again. I want you to say this over your life. Say, I'm holy. Say, I'm righteous. I've been made clean. I've been set free. So I am free. I am pure. I have power over the devil. Say it again. I'm holy. I'm clean. I've been made clean. I've been set free. So I am free. I am pure, and I have power over the devil. I have power over the devil. Not one more day will I give the devil a foothold in my life. From this day forward, I'm going up. I'm walking on top of the devil. I'm stepping over him. He's under my feet, and that's where he's going to stay. He's not welcome in my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, send it. In Jesus' name. Stamp it. In Jesus' name. How many of y'all feel like you can just, 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 I mean, I feel like I could just, I, man, I could just tackle somebody or something. I feel like I could play offensive lineman for the, what's a really bad team in the NFL? Like, maybe for them. Like, maybe not like the, I mean, I'm not on Tampa Bay yet, you know what I mean? But maybe I can go, like, just, just tackle somebody. <laughs> oh, man. The Word of God will charge you up. I love our church. Man, I love this church. This is a great place. Great place, great people, and, and and for those I think they're watching online, some of the ones that couldn't be here today, we loved you, we miss, we love you, and miss you, and we'll see you uh, uh, Tuesday. Listen, Tuesday, don't miss Tuesday if you're a youth, grade six through twelve, and then uh, Wednesday night is our summer surge night. Come in here, come in here with these kids have have done how this week touched them, and it'll be a great service. We go from seven to eight every Wednesday, and I'm do good to, to end on time because I know. You got to get kittens to bed and stuff like that. 
Amen. Just lift up your hands before we end the service. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I come against any stronghold, any demonic thing that's in this room or through those who are watching online. I rebuke it and curse it in Jesus' name. It's not welcome anymore. It has to go in Jesus' name. I curse it. It it has to respond to the name of Jesus. So in Jesus' name, I send you packing. You've got to go. You're not welcome anymore. If 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 you've oppressed somebody, stop it. Get out of them. Leave them alone. Go away. In Jesus' name, you will be different. In Jesus' name, you will be set free. In Jesus' name, you'll no longer struggle with what you struggled with. It'll be like, it'll be different. Something will, will have, be, be, have lifted off of you, will have lifted off of you. You'll be, you'll be different from the inside out. Not because of you, not because of me, but because of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit's power, and our Heavenly Father, who sent he sent Jesus to die for you and give you authority. So from this day forward, you now know you have the authority. Exercise it. Exercise it. Exercise that authority. Exercise it. I'm going to exercise what God gave me, and I'm going to resist the devil in Jesus' name. Some of you, let's just give God praise. Instead of clapping, let's just give him. Some of you didn't know that. You just, you really didn't know that. And so your eyes have been opened. Like, man, I can actually, yes, you can resist. You can stand, you can open your door to your home and tell the devil to get it. Get it. Just like you'd squash those ugly, disgusting Carolina bugs that look like cockroaches or whatever they are. I hate those things. My wife will come yelling. I'll just, I know, I know what happens. I'll be in the other side of the house and I hear, ah! and I know, stop what I'm doing. There's a bug. And I'll come in and she's like standing on top of the toilet. Get it, it's right there. I don't leave it in the house. I walk right over to it. Now I've taught my kids. Now I know my wife's scared of bugs, but I made a determination my kids are not gonna be scared of bugs. I said, Kaylee, come here, grab your shoe. What? Take off your flip-flop right now. She's like, no, I don't want to get your flip-flop, go over there and kill it. Why? Because I'm not gonna have them scared of something that doesn't belong in our house. And now you know. Now you know. Amen? Listen, I, uh, I wanted to say this. If you're new, I don't preach on demons and devils every week, okay? So <laughs> this is something I really felt to do today. Um, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I really go every week and ask the Lord what, what he would have me speak. And, uh, the, the, you know, things happened this week. And if you knew what those were, you might think that that's why. But that's not why. I actually had this message on my heart that when I was done with faith, this is where I was going. I've been preaching on faith for several weeks. I preached on it last week at Pastor Steve Church uh, in Florence, at Family Worship Center of Florence. And, and I, I felt that lift that I got where we needed to go with that. And this is where we were going this week. But this has been in my heart. To, I've, been, I've been preparing and listening to, to, to other sermons. And uh, I've studied this topic a lot, so I already had a lot in me. I'm just trying to let you know, this is, number one, it's not that I do this every week. And number two, this is, I really felt led to do this today. And I believe it'll make a, it has made a difference. It's made a difference. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys.
Man, it's 12.10 already. I told my wife last night, I said, I'm not going to confess that I'm going to go short. I was going to go early today. I was going to, you know, I'm, I'm tired after summer surge. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end early. I was like, no, I better not say that because whenever I do, I go long. And here it is, 12.10. So, um, Natalie, I love you. Please forgive me. Okay. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to pray over you and dismiss. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for every person that's in this room. Lord, you did what I asked you to do. You came in and used your word to bring life, liberty, and freedom to those who were in the room, those online, and those that needed to hear what you had to say. Lord, I thank you that as they receive it, it takes root, that there's a harvest and a return. I ask you, I thank you, and receive by faith in Jesus' name. Go blessed. Go blessed. Be, the Bible calls you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, over and not under. Go blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys, and we'll see you this week.